This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. This segment is brought to you by the Zuckerberg Institute. This is Randy Zuckerberg Means Business on Business Radio. Hi, everyone. Randy Zuckerberg here, host of Randy Zuckerberg Means Business on Sirius XM Business Radio 132. Normally, I'm live from our headquarters in New York City. Today, I am live from home, like millions uh, of the rest of us who have been home for weeks now. And uh, today, we have a great show for you. We're going to be speaking with three different guests. We're Today, by the end of this hour, you are going to know all about how to manage your personal finances during this crisis, how to manage your mental health during this crisis. And you're going to hear at the end of the show about all of the really fascinating things that tech companies are doing to really step up to the challenge here, whether uh, using surveillance tools on our phone, how to do high-tech temperature checks uh, so that we can re-enter the workforce, things like that. So uh, I'm really excited for a great hour together today. My first guest is the fabulous Kimberly Palmer. We're going to chat about managing your personal finances during this trying time. I know so many of you listening have a lot of questions about what to do with your money, uh, especially during the current uncertainty, the looming fears about recession and how long the, the shelter in place and quarantines might be lasting. So I'm thrilled to welcome Kimberly, who's a personal finance expert at NerdWallet and author of three books about money. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Randy. Thanks so much for having me. It's wonderful to have you. I know personal finance is at the top of everyone's minds right now. But before we dive into it, um, talk to me a little bit about what your life, your homework setup looks right now so we can get a, a glimpse into where you are. Yes. Well, I have three kids and they are all at home uh, and my husband is working from home too. So he has our baby. <laughs> He's taking our baby. Um, and I'm hiding in our bedroom. So you can't hear any children's noises. <laughs> you know what? I feel you too. I also have three children all under uh, eight years old uh, and with a baby also. And um, my husband right now is also trying to be on a work call. And I was like, I hear your voice booming into my radio mic. You have to keep leaving. Like I've, been, I've now kicked him out of three different rooms. So it's great. And, uh, and I, I have like a business look on top and whale slippers that I'm wearing. So that's say perfect. It's a, a good day. Um, what about the the holidays this week? Did you do anything interesting to celebrate Easter or anything in a in kind of a, a quarantine way? <laughs> yeah, so we celebrate Easter and we, I mean, it was low key, but we still made it really fun. I mean, we could still, we, all, we could only, we, only, we had limited eggs because it's so hard to buy eggs right now, <laughs> but they each were allowed to dye three eggs and then we hid them. And so it was definitely lower scale, but I actually think it was, we had just as much fun. Totally. It's, I often wonder, even though this time is very stressful for us, if our children might actually look back on this as one of the happiest times of their childhood of being, you know, all together as a family. So it'll, it'll be interesting to do a longitudinal study on that one. Kimberly, thank you so much again for joining us. Um, what, what are some of the top things that you think people should keep in mind when it comes to, you know, what you can control financially during this difficult period? Well, there's just so much anxiety across the board for people who 
haven't lost their income yet, who are lucky enough to still have their income, there's still anxiety that it's going to change in the future. Everyone just is so worried about everything we don't know and everything we can't control. And so I think really what this time is about is controlling what we can. Uh, And when it comes to money, that means doing things like saving, shoring up your emergency savings as much as possible. Uh, A lot of us have seen our spending go down automatically in many areas because we can't spend on things like restaurants and travel. And so putting that money into savings instead uh, is something that can give us just a little sense of control. Absolutely. It's a, I, I saw a funny graphic this morning that was showing, you know, people's current spending right now. It's like restaurants, zero entertainment, zero clothes, groceries, like $8 million. <laughs> I, I feel, I don't know about yeah. you. I feel like I'm always buying groceries and everything is expensive, especially with delivery. Um, so if you're, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, um, you know, maybe you're nervous about the the fact that you're spending a little bit more on groceries as usual. How, how can you actually sit down and create a budget right now? I don't know about you, but I feel like I just, I survive the day and then it's over. Um, so how can you actually get out of that headspace and be strategic about making a budget? I think that making a budget is another tool that can just give us that sense that we are taking back control where we can. So I actually think it can be a very calming activity. Uh, So I really like using the 50-30-20 budgeting approach. It basically means 50% of your take-home pay is going towards needs. So that's your housing and your groceries. And then the 30% is going towards your wants. And that's, of course, things like ordering takeout uh, or paying for streaming services. And then the 20% left is for any debt payments and savings. And so right now, we've seen a lot of shifts in that 30% category just automatically since we're staying home more, we're not going out. Uh, Some people have seen that their credit card bills have just automatically gone down. Uh, And so because of that, we can leverage that right now and just try to put that money into savings instead so we have that cushion since there's just so much uncertainty. Mm -hmm. You know, I... I really like that you keep using the the term kind of taking control because there's so much right now that's out of all of our controls and it, it's really good to be able to focus on the things you can control. You can control what you spend. You can control uh, how you think about that. You, Kimberly, you also man, uh, mentioned earlier the importance of an emergency fund and having those savings. Um, give us some thoughts around a a ballpark of about how much money we should have in there. What if you don't have an emergency fund? How do you start one, especially right now? Yes, this whole situation, I think, has really underscored how important it is to have some kind of an emergency fund. In general, we recommend that you have between three and six months worth of expenses stored away. That can just seem completely overwhelming and daunting to a lot of people. So if that, if it does just seem impossible, just start with something like, a goal of $500, just so you know you have some cushion so you can buy those extra groceries if you need to, uh, if your income suddenly goes down. And so just putting that money, making sure it's in a place that's very accessible, but at the same time is earning interest. We really like uh, high-yield online savings accounts because you still can earn interest even in an environment like this where there's really low interest rates. And that way you don't feel like your money is just sitting there and not doing anything for you. So earn interest if you can uh, in one of those high yield accounts. Know that you have access to that cash when you need it. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of people right now, you know, they're, as you mentioned, they're thinking, oh, I wish I had done this earlier because now is when I need the money. It's never too late to start. So even if you just start really small and setting that money aside, it can give you that extra peace of mind. Absolutely. And uh, yes, it's always, it's one of those things that you wish you started yesterday. That's the best time to do it. But um, it, it's never the wrong time to get started being smart about your money and, and thinking about that. Um, there's There are millions of Americans now each week that are being faced with sudden disruptions in their income, whether they're being furloughed, completely laid off. If For any of our listeners who are falling into that category, Kimberly, what do you think are the first things people should do when they're faced with kind of an immediate disruption to their income? Well, the first thing to do is, of course, to file for unemployment. We're seeing it take so much longer than you'd expect. People are spending hours filling in their, trying to fill in their information. And so, of course, that's your first step because you want to get those unemployment checks going as soon as you can. But then the next step is just thinking more about what your next job will be. I, I think it's really useful to think about what happened in previous recessions too. And I remember the 2008-2009 recession and that is that kind of birthed the gig economy when people really started going out uh, and picking up more side gigs. Uh, and it was a huge boom of freelance and contract work available. And it's possible that we'll see that again with companies turning to gig workers to fill in the gaps. Uh, during a downturn. And if that's the case, it also creates opportunities for people. So you can go to sites that connect companies offering contract and freelance work with workers who want to pick up those kinds of gigs, uh, especially while they're out of work or out of a full-time job. So that can be something to think about too. I think work is so much about identity as well, in addition to earning money. And so it can just be affirming so you can still practice your skills uh, and still feel like you are contributing. Absolutely. I think those are great points. And um, uh, one thing we, we covered on the show a few weeks ago was uh, just the breadth right now of free online courses that are out there, too. So if you do find yourself in, in a situation where you are furloughed, you know, this could be a great time to go to one of these sites that usually charges a lot of money for their online courses and, you know, pick up some new skills in like entry level coding or, or things like that, that, um, that when you do reenter the job force, you could enter into a job that pays more money than your current job. Um, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. I'm so happy today to be speaking with Kimberly Palmer, personal finance expert at NerdWallet. Um, Kimberly, how do you prioritize which bills to pay and which to hold off on for now? Because I think a lot of people, again, they feel overwhelmed. Maybe they have faced disruption in their income. What, what are necessary and what can be negotiated? It is all about the essentials right now. So the first things you want to prioritize when money gets really tight is making sure you have food for your family, making sure you can pay your housing. If you cannot pay a bill that's coming up like a utility bill or um, rent or your credit card company, call them. Your first call should be to those that whoever you're, you, that whichever bill is coming due, because we are seeing flexibility from companies, especially if you are a longtime customer and you call and say that you have been directly impacted by this pandemic. Uh, you do have a good chance of them working with you, doing things like waiving late fees, giving you an extension. Uh, we're actually seeing a lot of companies proactively offer that kind of thing. Uh, so I would definitely encourage people to call and make that request because Sometimes, especially if you've been a good customer for years, they will say yes. Mm. 
every everything's negotiable in life um also as a as a mom of th- fellow mom of three i'm curious on um your thoughts on this. So maybe I'm turning to you more as a, as a psychologist than a personal <laughs> finance expert here, but, um, how do you, what changes are you making in your life, uh, right now financially? And, and how do you communicate to your children? If, you know, if you have to say no to them a little more to things like even last night, I mean, where we live right now, it's really hard to get grocery deliveries. There are not a lot of open time slots. Like we haven't been able to get any meat in almost two weeks, I think because of a combination of people hoarding and just, you know, and, um, I, I sort of had to have a difficult conversation with my eight year old yesterday about like eating, you know, taking a little less and not wasting. And so how, how do you have those difficult conversations with your children? You're so right. I mean, I am going through this exact same thing right now. It's really hard, especially for kids that are used to, oh, we want something on Amazon, you know, quick, and you get it two days later. That has all gone out the window. I mean, you can't, you, Amazon is delaying their deliveries for a lot of non-essentials. The whole world that they're used to just, you know, isn't in place right now. And so I have explained to them, um, one thing that has really helped a lot, actually, is perspective, historical perspective. And so we have been watching on, you can watch um, Stream Little House on the Prairie, and it's really helped us talk about how in history there have been other difficult times and, you know, we are going through something right now that you are probably going to tell your children one day about. Um, and mm. so just having that perspective and realizing or just acknowledging, yes, there are parts of this that are very hard. Everyone is going through it and we will get through it uh, and look at how these people in the past have gotten through difficult things. Thank you. That makes me feel a lot better. And, uh, it, I mean, luckily my son did turn back around to me and, and said like, wait, you mean I, I can now eat peanut butter and jelly for every meal? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, this is the, the best month of my life. Um, uh, Kim, Kimberly, in our final moments together, I'm just curious if you have thoughts on things like either, um, people who are panicking about the stock market or people thinking about, you know, should they be getting new credit cards? right now like what are what are some kind of final parting words of wisdom of things we could be doing to take advantage of this situation in general this is not the time to be making big changes in your life including in your financial life and so when it comes to the market as long as you're comfortable with your investment strategy for say your retirement accounts as long as you're comfortable with what you had chosen before maybe you've picked something like a target date retirement fund where you automatically shift into more conservative investments as you get closer to retirement. There's no reason to make any changes now. I mean, yes, check in. Uh, You don't have to check in every day because it can cause so much stress to see all the fluctuations. But really, we recommend just stick with your investment strategy. Now is not the time to make huge changes because there's so much uncertainty, so much going on that really now is the time to focus on just the essentials, the basics, knowing that you getting the food that you need and hunkering down at home. And, you know, for those of us that do have kids, just making sure they feel like everything is going to be okay. Mm, Such great parting words. Um, Kimberly, you are the author of three books about money, Smart Mom, Rich Mom, The Economy of You, Generation Earn. Um, Talk to us about where we can find these books and and, uh, um, how to connect with you on social media. 
Thank you so much. My Yes, my books are available wherever books are sold. And um, I do have a website, Kimberly-Palmer.com. And I'm on Twitter, Kimberly Palmer. I love connecting with people and talking about all of these money issues. Excellent. And I know there's so many things that I wish we got to around student loans and all kinds of things. I just want to, maybe you can reiterate one more time your 50, 30, 20 budget, because that was so great. And I want to make sure that our listeners uh, definitely leave understanding that. I love this budget tool, both in crisis times like this and also normal times. It basically means 50% of your take-home pay, so that's after taxes, is going towards your needs, 30% towards your wants, and then you have 20% for any debt payments. That includes things like student loans or if you're paying off credit card debt and also savings. And it's just a really easy way of thinking about where your money should be going. And I think it helps us just get our heads around how we can be spending money and what changes we need to make, if any. Perfect. Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Definitely encourage all of our listeners to go check out your books and connect with you on social media and ask any of the questions that we weren't able to get to today. Thank you for joining us during these trying times. And and from one mom of three to another, I I feel you right now. So have have a great day and hopefully we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Randy. It was great to be here. Thank you. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.